at the very end, like I'm sure you heard about the bribe on the podcast. And I've heard, yeah, but I still haven't gotten to it. I mean, Emma just straight up says it. She like has a conversation with one of the Oppenheim boys and she's just like, yeah, she bribed my client. And that's against the law. I liked how in the interview, Christine's like, it was five grand. You really think my like rich ass would... Like, bribe someone with 5K. I told like, Mike that when it, I was watching it, and he was like, that sounds like a discount off of her commission. Um, and I'm pretty sure she could have given him more than 5K. Literally, she He's would like, have. that's nothing when you're spending $20 million on a house. Like, yeah. literally nothing. Pennies in the bucket. All these people, all these sellers and brokers in that area are so fucking rich. Like, 5K is nothing. Like, they get 100 k per commission. Like, they sell yeah. one house, and mm-hmm. they don't have to work the rest of you. I mean, I wouldn't. I would sell one house and be like, all right, I'm good. Thanks. I'll go see you next year. I know I've thought that, but they give, like, 30% to the Oppenheim group. Well, like, the way sales. with, like, brokers, and usually it's, like, half and half. It is, but they said in the reunion, <clears throat> you'll see that. They, um, oh, shit, I didn't know we're recording. I'm just eating. Oh, that's okay. I mean, it wasn't, like, <laughs> we don't need, this doesn't have to be the start. It it's just, okay. It, I feel like it just flows better when you just. It's okay. No, but, um, I'll just stop eating chips for a goddamn second. Um, no, they say in the reunion that, um, their commission is split, that they do take a commission or whatever, and then the host asks, like, is it 50-50, or do the the agents get more than Oppenheim Group. And they said yes. And it seems like everyone said yes. So they like... But I'm sure it's in tiers too. Just like with a lash salon. Like maybe you start at like 60-40 and you take home 40. And then eventually you might work your way to taking, you know, home 60. Yeah. Like that's how I used to run my salon. Mm -hmm. Not that I had a great business model, but... Yeah, because normally, like, the broker gets 1.5% and the seller gets one, or the realtor gets 1.5%. I'm sure if you, like, move up, though, and you're selling, you like, more Mary. Than 1.5. Yeah, Mary's, like, slaying it. Yeah, and she's a manager, so I'm sure she gets, like, 2.5%. Like, I yeah. guarantee you she gets more. Um, but she deserves it, clearly. Um, sorry for my snoring dog. Oh, Annie. <laughs> she was snoring in my lashes and bo- uh, bull- bullshit podcast today, too. Did you record it today? I did this morning. Oh, you recorded it this morning? I did. Damn, you're on a roll. I told you. Is this for lashes and bullshit? No, this is for conspiracy Oh, is benches. it? But we're talking about realty? Might yeah, well. well, it ties in with what I wanted to talk about today, <laughs> Steven. Hold on, let me get water. Okay. <laughs> So what the hell is going on with Florida, Allie? I know well, you talked about it on Lashes and Bullshit, but... I did a little bit, but I talked a lot about other stuff. Like, I seriously get on so many tangents that I forget, like, what the first thing was that I was talking about. But then I'll eventually remember, and it'll come full circle, and that's kind of what I... I went in a few circles today, this <laughs> morning. But it was weird. I was, like, just having a full-ass conversation with myself. Um... No, I was actually having a full-ass conversation with a person doing lashes. That's what I had in my mind. It was fun. Okay. But Got you. with Florida, right now we're trying to get into that house. But, of course, like, 
they won't let you know if you have it and if you have to move your whole fucking family across and as far as they know half my business across the united states of america which is bigger than like several countries combined but they don't give a fuck yeah they don't let you know until like a week before Mm -hmm. like by the way you got it yay and you're like cool it is the sixth (laughs) and we're supposed to close on the 14th yeah literally and we're still like are we gonna get this house we don't fucking know oh my god that's so stressful i would just leave all your furniture be like fuck it just box Pack your fucking clothes and... Well, that's kind of what we are going to do. Yeah. We're going to... We're going to see if we can move everything in the truck. I feel like you could. We might get a tiny furniture. Right. I mean, yeah, or get a little... We would take Cash's furniture, like his room. Well, that's small. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, it's like a full bed. Yeah. And it has drawers in it so it would take up like the back of the truck pretty much but and then there are a couple things that I don't want to leave that are important to me like those side tables that my dad made and like that um that table underneath the tv Mm -hmm. um yeah like those are the only pieces of furniture that I care if get fucked up hopefully my couches don't but I, don't I mean, care. we could all, like, whenever I bring Lash Anarch is there, you could just, I could put more of your shit in oh, that truck. for sure. You know? I'm not worried about it. I'm, like, totally not worried about things at this point. But my whole thing with, like, this fucking process, like, this is what I was thinking about this morning when I was getting riled up about real estate. Like, just give me a tiny bit of energy and I'll get riled up about some shit. But... The fact that we all still are just hanging on and we don't fucking know if we're going to qualify for this home is right now you have like the realtor on the line, the title guys, the insurance people, not to mention I think the most important, the seller who already had somebody's funding fall through and so they're just holding on because they're trying to buy a condo so now you have the sellers of the other condo that they're trying to buy yeah and then you have us and it's just so many oh and whoever is gonna rent out my house which i feel like that's really important too like they're trying to move Mm -hmm. and then maybe they're selling their house like it just it goes out so far that it really irritates the fuck out of me that when you pre-qualify for a home, they don't tell you, like, at, you know, because we qualified for, like, a certain amount. I wish they would have been like, this is the very top of your budget. If you spend anything more on your credit cards, you won't qualify for this. If you are, uh, you know, you own your own business, like we do, and they knew that. We're going to go through all of your shit, and you can't spend anything this month in your business or else you won't qualify like stuff like that like you need to say that like i understand that they're trying to like push loans through and shit but like you should really let people know what they're in for because Mm -hmm. if you don't then it just falls apart on all these people and it's on fucking you dude 
Like, it's on our lender who pre-qualified us for something when he should have been like, hey, guess what? If you pre-qualify for this number, which you do, if you buy in a flood zone, you probably won't get it. Like, we're literally trying to buy this house that is two feet above sea level, and it's like, what did they say? It's like 100 feet or something from the ocean. So it's like... Yeah, you're in a fucking flood zone. And because of where it's at, the flood insurance is so much more. And you pay the whole year up front in your closing costs. So that's a cute little thing that we just got hit with. Um, And it's just like, why don't you include all this information? (laughs) We probably would have tried to buy lower in the flood zone. Totally. And the the crazy thing is, is like we're not even buying at the like at the amount that they pre-qualified us for. So it's like, why wouldn't you just pre-qualify us for less? Yeah, or just at least tell you, like, maybe you should look for less. Yeah. Or don't go to the top. Yeah, like, if you want to be, like, clenching your asshole shut for the next, like, (laughs) 32 days, then okay. But if you don't feel like doing that, how about you just buy lower? And this is the rate that'll keep you comfortable. They should give you like a chart, like a color chart, like like the yellow to like red zone yeah. of like comfortability in the zone of what you qualify for. That's how I, I feel. I just don't understand what's taking so long. Like, I feel like you literally, the second day you were there, we like, we put in an offer. Mm-hmm. And now it's been like almost and, three weeks. It's like, okay, like... What, and they all and it is is like entry numbers. Mm-hmm. It's not like it. You have to wait for the response from a computer. Just well, fucking. I don't want this to be the most boring episode of all time, but I do understand what you're waiting for. And like I said, it's all those people that's on the line for mm-hmm. you to get this house. So like we, we even I was gonna say we even got our offer accepted the second day we were in yeah. Florida. And. When did we go there? It was like the 18th, so mm-hmm. the 20th, and now it's the 6th, and we still don't know. Yeah. And it was a long month. But um, basically, like, everybody has to get in line. Like, you have your lender, and then they're going to put you with, uh, well, I mean, you have your realtor. I didn't realize, without hurting any realtor's feelings, like, how little the realtor is actually involved in, like, the whole process. Oh, yeah. They're, they're just, like, the facilitator. And they're, like, the emotional, like, you can lean on them. Yeah, like, they're your communicator. Like, they communicate everything and get all the pieces together, but they're not actually, like, doing the contracts or any of that. Yeah, no, we've been talking to so many different people for that. She did help us find all of our, like, flood insurance and stuff, too, which is great. Um, But, yeah, so... There's the realtor. They show you the house, blah, blah, blah. They talk with the seller, the other realtor. You guys come up with a, um, a decision on what, you know, the offer is going to be and we're going to accept it. So then that just gets pushed off to other people. And then everyone that was in the first part just sits and fucking waits. So now it goes to the lender who pushes it to almost like I think another lender. Like I'm not even quite sure. It's like a coordinator. And then they're like gathering all the information that they're going to need for your underwriter. And the underwriter is the person who will sign off on the loan and give you the final decision. But they're trying to like basically, it's like, it's almost like you're going to fucking court. 
they're trying to make a case that you can afford this mm-hmm. house. Yeah. And so they're having all the documentation. Like I said, we had to write letters stating what the big deposits were in our bank account. Like one of them was my car. We had to say, this is the car. This is when we sold it. Here's the receipt. We had to like prove that we paid our taxes. So like not only send the W-2s, but we had to like put um, uh, some sort of a receipt. Like we had to just send them like the statements of where it came out of our bank account. Like all this stuff, like super boring, whatever. But then we got to get the right insurances, like the, uh, it's like the home insurance. I don't know. There's something. I don't even remember. There's like a few insurances you have to get. But you're looking for the right quotes, you know, you're looking for like the best rates and then you're talking to that person and then whatever. It just goes, there's so much. And then they were like, oh, it's a short close with Memorial Day weekend. We lose a day. But like none of these people work on the weekend at the fuck all. Yeah. And like they are done working basically almost like now at like to our time because they are done Five o'clock, Florida time, on the button. They don't do anything after that. I know. I want to know. I want them to call you today while I'm here. They might. I feel like they will, like, coordinate with Fike about that appraisal because it's whatever. But also, then there's the inspection and the appraisal, and they're booked up because homes are selling like crazy, Um, which gets me into my conspiracy. Okay. Because I... are a conspiracy podcast. Yes. <laughs> Because, and this isn't even a, I mean, I could say this about a lot of conspiracies. This isn't even a fucking conspiracy. This is just the truth. And I feel like normally when I'm talking conspiracies, I'm like, hypothetically, you know, I could believe this or not. This is what's happening. This is fact. Not even like you can't even pretend it's fiction. People are like having opinions about this online. But they, if you have like... You just don't know. If you think that this isn't happening, you just don't know. But what's fucked up is that everybody... So what got me on this tangent is I was talking to two separate friends this morning about buying homes. Both of them want to buy right now. Mm -hmm. And they're both dog owners. And they're like, well, I'm going to need a backyard. If I'm going to buy, I need a backyard for my dog and I'm like well that's not totally true is it because first of all you live in a place that is a condo that doesn't have a backyard right now so what is the difference between paying rent to somebody where none of that goes into your own equity and equity is basically putting it into a savings account Mm -hmm. that could possibly crash and devalue but it, but it's not. Most likely not going to. It's not going to. And I feel like the conspiracy is that the media keeps pressing that this home market is going to crash. And it's not going to crash. Like, it's... It, it's not... It. I could see it going down, but it's never going to crash like it did in 2008. That was extenuating circumstances. Like, the market always goes up and down just like a stock market does. Right. But the only reason that it crashed in 2008 was because of all the stupid government and bank fucks that 
it was, it up. It was and the it, lenders. That's why. And it's like... It was the lenders. Yeah, it was the lenders. They were giving out mortgages to people that couldn't afford it. And then when it crashed, all these people lost everything. And it's yeah. like, that's not going to happen again. It'll go down again, but it's not going to be like, oh, you buy a house for 500K and it goes down to 100K. That's not going to happen. No, it won't go down to anything less than what it was in 2020. Exactly. So... That's a whole other conspiracy in itself mm -hmm. is the 2008 crash. The reason why it crashed is because all these lenders were incentivized mm -hmm. to get people into homes. Yeah. And they knew they that it would it. crash. Yeah. They knew that would create a it. bubble. Oh, totally. And then if you watch that movie, I forget what the name is. I always think it's called Moneyball, but I think that's a baseball movie. Zeitgeist? No, not it's a not a conspiracy oh, movie it's... at all. I watched it on an airplane. But it, it's like Matthew McConaughey and he's like this nerd and he like saw the bubble happening and he was like, this is going to crash everything. So he had kind of a decision whether he was going to buy up the stocks that he knew were going to skyrocket because some things went way up at yeah. that time or if he was going to like not make money off of the entire nation's heartache. And that was like a really hard decision for him. A lot of people made money off of it. I yeah. mean, I, that whole thing was perpetuated. And um, because when the houses went down to those lows, who came in and swooped in and bought them all up? Oh, I don't know, BlackRock. Oh, surprising, hmm, interesting. Hey, wait, I have a new theory. What if the 2008 crash was just a precursor? It's like the crypto crash to make people scared of a crash yeah. so that they could do things in the future because what's happening now, and this was the fucking rant I went on this morning, all morning and I can't get off of it, <laughs> is that I heard President Biden say, we're going to raise the interest rates for the good of the American people. But you know what that fucking actually means? Is that they're going to raise interest rates because they don't want people buying property anymore. It's not, it's not for the good of the American people, it's for the good of the corporation. And what's gonna happen with that, and everyone thinks that like, oh, raising the rates, you know? Oh, and we're raising the rates because of your fucking California neighbors that came in from California and they paid cash, and they're inflating the market. No, what happened, is that these fucking companies like Zillow is the most known came in and they decided the best thing that they could do for them making profits. I'm not saying that this is uh, right or wrong. I'm just saying they did this and they created um, a pattern and all these other companies started doing this. But basically they'd come into a neighborhood to simplify it. And they would buy a home that was worth like 400K. And they would buy that home for 300K. And they do it by convincing, you know, whoever, dumbass, that, not dumbass, sorry, that was fucked up. <laughs> Somebody who was unaware mm -hmm. that, you know, we're going to pay you in cash. And it's going to be a quick close. And you've got now 200K in your pocket right now. And uh, you can go buy another house and get a bigger, nicer house. And that's what they did by creating that app that, I mean the Zillow app, 
that tells you your estimate on your home. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying they went door to door to everybody and they're like, let me convince you of this. No, they created an app that undervalued other homes. So you would assume that you could go buy a super nice home mm-hmm. for the money that you have rolled up in your house so that you would sell to them for cheaper so that you could put that into another home. Mm. So then what happened is instead of, you know, doing this for everybody or whatever, they do this in a couple of neighborhoods, then they'd go to the homes next door, like the four homes next door that were worth 400, well, because you sold for low, 300K, now these $400,000 homes are worth $350,000. And then they go in and they buy these homes for $500,000. Now they've inflated the fuck out of your neighborhood and they own five homes that they now can rent to you for triple the rent because pretty soon nobody's gonna be able to rent, or sorry, to buy in that neighborhood Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the homes are inflated. And as soon as, you know, all say those five homes sold, now all of a sudden those people are trying to buy in a similar like bracket and they can't afford in that bracket anymore. They mm-hmm. just fucking price themselves out. And it's not their fault and it's not Zillow's fault, but like it always comes back to like it's the fucking media's fault. Like mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's propaganda and they're telling us that people are coming in from California and like overbuying and over offering and that's the problem and that's just if you think about it it's just like an ultimate fucking gaslighting from our government Mm -hmm. again it's like oh hate your neighbor you guys did this to your fucking selves Mm -hmm. and it's like no the fucking corporations who don't pay taxes did it again and they're not paying capital gains they're not paying taxes they're not paying anything because they're reinvesting it into those homes that are overpriced Mm -hmm. And that's where I was losing my fucking mind. And even Vike, I was telling him this. And he was like, and what's fucked is that it's not the Californians. I'm saying that in quotations. It could be anywhere nearby that's more expensive. It's not their fault that they're getting priced out of their overly gentrified communities. Because Mm -hmm. there's no laws on that. And this is capitalism. Mm Mm-hmm. And it blows my mind. And then so my friends that are like, you know, I don't want to buy right now. It's like, no, you want to buy right now. You want to buy the shittiest thing you can get yourself into. I know. I want to buy so bad. Yeah. Well, you're going to. Well, I will, but I got to wait until I know what's happening. You're going to. No, that's (laughs) what I mean. Like, I can't make any decisions. I'm like, I just got a house. Bye. (laughs) Later. No, you're going to buy in Florida. It's going to be fine. But, like, I mean, you could even buy in Florida, like, before you even fucking move there. Well, then I'd have to be paying, like, two mortgages. No, you rent, rent that one. Yeah, but We'd I just... We'd help you. I feel like it's so... I don't know. I what just, if we were renting it? You're taking care of our business here. We take care of your business there. I mean, it, that's a possibility, but I doubt I would get a big enough place. It... You can rent anything. 
Like, literally. Well, I just meant you renting it from me. Because that would be ideal. Oh, no, Because I wouldn't no, no. want to just, like, rent it out and be here. That would be way too stressful for me. We would rent it out for you. Oh. We'd manage it for you. We'd make sure a good person got in there, and we'd go check the fire extinguishers to make sure they weren't hiding any, like, fucking raccoons or something as pets. <laughs> literally. I had the craziest dream last night, and that just reminded me of that. Um... We'll go into that later if you even want to hear. My dreams are really fucked up lately. Um, but the the thing is, too, is, like, we have our friend who is a lender here. And I was like, yeah, we want to buy. And he was like, wow, right now is not really the time to buy. Like, listen. And he was like, interest rates are just going to keep going up. I'm like, listen to yourself. It is the time to buy. Yeah, he said keep going up. They, he said that they predict that the interest rate will be up to 11 percent by 2023 damn i need to buy honey yeah. honey and our interest rate um on our house now is like three it's like three percent or like three two or something i think it was a little bit more when we refinance or we didn't refinance we got kind of did something to take the mortgage insurance off but um and then this new one that we're going under contract, it's like a 5.2%. And that's in two years. And like, that doesn't... That's in one year. Yeah, that is in one year because of the... 2022, honey. Well, because of the re... Well, I was thinking because we bought in 2020. Oh, wow. Well. But we got the new interest rate a year later. So you're right. One fucking year and it goes up 2%. And like... It doesn't sound like, like to me, I feel like I'm such a layman when it comes to this, but like, it doesn't sound like a lot, but what it puts onto your payment every month is so much. 11% is a lot. 11% is a shit ton. And like, that's over the whole course of your entire mortgage. Like, I'm not going to do math right now, but like, you can add on hundreds of thousands of dollars depending on how much you're spending on a house over a 30-year mortgage with an interest rate like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you're buying a house for 500 k you're buying a house for 625 k Yeah, I mean, 11% of 500 k is 55000 so... Yeah, but it's, it's compounded monthly. Yeah. So it's every time, you, like, I don't know. Mm. I just can't. I just, so it's like 50 grand a year is what it would be, right? I don't know. No, it would be like 50 grand over the 30 years, but it it does. It grows, though. It grows like, up. I watched some motherfucker on TikTok, like, talking about that mm-hmm. and doing the math, and I was like, Well, it's more <gasps> because by year, like, 20, you've paid off the interest or something like that. It's like year 20, you're now just paying principal. Right. If you just make the minimum. Yeah. Payment. Well, even if you make the minimum, you still do... Yeah, some of it goes to the principal, but most of it, it. most of it's the interest for like the first twenty years or something. It is. It's kind of shitty, but like what I was telling one of my friends this morning, it's like, do you want to pay two thousand in in rent to nobody? You're burning. You're literally throwing it in the garbage. You're lighting the garbage can on fire Mm. and walking away every first of the month. Totally. And or do you want to throw away a thousand of it to the fucking banks that we can't get away from 
and then put a thousand of it into your own yeah. bank account. And the other thing that like is kind of a mind fuck, but what I had to figure out and tell myself too is okay, say you do buy a home at 500K right now, and that's an overpriced home. That's like my house. It's worth 500K. We bought it 300 two years ago. That makes no sense, but that's the truth. So say you buy 500K and then you are overpaying and then what? You want to sell in five years and the market has gone down a bit. So now your home is only worth 400,000. Okay, but you're going to have like over $100,000 in equity. So Mm -hmm. it's like, would you rather burn it and pay somebody else's business who owns the apartment building and you're in a place that you don't like doing that anyway? Or would you rather live in your own condo that's like an apartment building and you only threw away half of your money? Again, like you're going to lose renting more than if you lose buying and your home value goes down a little bit. I know people are always that haven't bought houses are so afraid because they always hear the media and everyone being like, oh, well, your value is going to go down. But if you really look at it, it doesn't go down. It goes up. The yeah. only time it went down was 2008. And I mean, it goes down here and there, like I said. But like, yeah. our, my house, we bought for 170 in 2016. And then less than a year later in 2017, we sold it for 211. Right. Like, we made 40K Honestly, just by sitting there. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing that could happen is that you, your house maybe loses like 20 grand in value or something and you you sell after a year and you don't make any money oh the worst thing that happened is you didn't pay rent for a whole fucking yeah, year exactly. now exactly like you didn't lose no like you, just, you came like even you yeah, broke even most of the time you will break even but most of the time you'll make more and the cool I've, thing about equity equities if you need something you can take a loan out on that equity yeah and fucking do stuff with it you can't take a loan out on your rent like there's just so many other things you can do with the house like yeah yeah i mean i'm not i'm not advocating that you go take loans out on your houses but if you if if you you have to to, like you can and it's your money that you're taking a loan out on and then you're just still paying yourself again yeah exactly it's not like you're paying it to you know yeah i didn't know this but when we got um we got a loan out against our house. So we took out a second mortgage on our house. And to me growing up with Dave Ramsey, you don't do that. Second mortgage is like the devil. Like you don't fucking do that. But I didn't realize that if we take a second mortgage out on our house, put it into our house and redo our floors in our backyard. Now our house is worth how much we took out on top exactly. of it. But I didn't realize that you could take out a second mortgage on your house and pay for your kids to go to college or I don't pay off another debt that's totally yeah. fucking you in the ass. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know that. Yeah. I like yeah, but you can do whatever you now, want with it. Yeah. Like technically we could take out well technically we couldn't anymore because we already have a second mortgage, but if we didn't, we could take out a fat ass loan from our house right now and buy the other house and buy the other house yeah, a lot of people do that yeah and then they pay it off and now you have two houses it's like okay 
Yeah. And so I just feel like even with the interest rates rising and people being like, oh, the market's going to crash, it's not. And even if it does, it doesn't matter. Think of it this way. If you bought a house in 2007 and then in 2008 all that shit happened and your house was worth fucking nothing, well, guess what your fucking house is worth now? A lot. Exactly. That's what I always say. You lose when you sell. Don't yep. sell. That's same with like crypto or stocks. Like the minute you sell, yeah, you're going to lose if it's down. But if it's down, just wait. It'll yeah. go back up. It always goes back up. Just chill. Always. Just wait. If you can't afford your house payment, move in with your parents and fucking rent that house out. Exactly. Instead of just like freaking out and selling it, which is what everyone did. Yep. But it's like, you just got to, okay, reassess for a second. Like, you still have this house. Yeah. My like, mom. Just wait for it to go up. And as soon as it goes up, sell it and then you're done. Like, if you really want to get out of there. Literally. You know? My mom's realtor, um, when we first moved here, her and her husband had, like, all of this property around Arizona. And they were, like, big time realtors in the game. Like, I think they had a brokerage, like, all this stuff. Well, they fucking lost a lot. And I'm sure it was a ton. I'm sure they were in a ton of debt. And her husband killed himself. Damn. And guess who's a successful realtor still? And she's probably fucking slaying right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, even if you have this house, because I always think like worst scenario. Like my dad always taught me to do that. So he's like, what's the very worst thing that could happen? And if you think it through, it's almost like not as scary yeah. and ominous there's always a that you can always have a plan right like you just got to think about it you can't be impulsive and just like Sell. if i just sold all my crypto like a few months ago when it crashed i'd be fucked right now because it just crashed even more and i just bought a fuck ton because yeah. i'm like hell yeah it's down as shit yeah but i didn't sell any of it yeah you didn't panic sell yeah. it's when people like let other people's opinions yeah. start sneaking it what opo that's like a term on like reddit and stuff what's other that pe other people's opinions oh okay <laughs> i was like is that like an npc no um yeah so it's like when you let that start getting in it's that fear like that's the, the yeah. control the that they you have. have an emotion you're you can't you cannot invest if you have emotions about it yeah, you have to be you able to be. lose it and be You fine. have to know, like, when I put this 5K in there, it could literally go to zero tomorrow, mm -hmm. and I have to be okay with that. Then you can trade, because then it's like, oh, well, yeah, fuck it. I think that people have too much emotion in the home, the especially the first home that they buy, too, because they're like, oh, it has to be the right one. No, it doesn't. It could be a piece of shit. You're renting a piece of shit. Yeah. What's the difference? I, I literally. Sell it in a year when it's worth mm -hmm. more, and then you have a down payment for a not piece of shit. Yeah, and do shit. it again. Like, it's not like it's... I think people are just afraid of the process. The and process it, blows. It blows, but it's... But once it's over, it's over. Once it's over, it's over. It's not as, like, hard as you think. Mm -hmm. You just have to make sure you have your financials in line, and being self-employed is obviously going to be way fucking harder. What but. I told my friend this morning who's self-employed is that, first of all, if you're a first-time homebuyer, you only have to put 3% down. And that, your credit score only has to be 580. You can go in with $9,000 in the bank and buy a house or a condo 
that is going to cost you less than your rent. And then here's worst case scenario. Again, crashes. You can't afford the house payment, so you move in with a friend. Okay, so even if you can't find a renter to pay the whole thing, what if you pay $500 a month on it and live with your friend? Then you're still keeping that piece of equity, mm. that piece of property. And that's honestly like one of the only ways that I can see the middle lower class gaining wealth. I don't know how else at this point without like starting a successful business, which is like not, I mean, it's pretty rare. But what was I going to say? I got lost on that tangent. Oh, for uh, business owners like us, like we're lash artists, we, you know, you do hair, you did, and I own this business. Um, yeah, they're combing through my statements, but they're combing through my last three months of statements. I wish that somebody would have told me, like, just make sure your business is turning a profit and you're not spending on your business for three months and then go house look. Because if we had not just put all this money into, you know, new tweezer boxes and new products and all of this shit, then we, we could have, they wouldn't, this wouldn't be happening, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. So, like, give yourself a good three months of, like, not reinvesting in your business, which mm -hmm. sounds not crazy. Not spending a fucking dime yeah. anywhere. Re well, basically, you're just investing in your home and your future home instead of your business now mm -hmm. by not spending. And let the profits roll in. Don't pay yourself. Well, actually, you do have to pay yourself. Like, take what you can at the very minimum, though, because when it comes to your monthly income, I'm saying in quotations again, they're going off of your W-2s. Yeah, I don't... Why are they going off of your business profits then if you pay yourself as an employee? Shouldn't they be just going off of your W-2 that you get or your paycheck? I think that that's just the torture you get for being a middle-class American who owns their own business. It just doesn't make sense because it like doesn't. you... We pay extra to be on like, giving ourselves salary. Like you, they, then why are they going off of your business money then? They should they only can. be going off of your salary. That's they want to make sure that my business can keep paying my paycheck. Well, it has been, so. I know. You know, like, like obviously it, has, it has been. Fucking four years now, and before that, even more. Like, what? what's the difference? Yeah, I don't, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense, because if you were buying a home, they're not going to come oh, into I, my I bank account. I could go right and buy one so easily right now. It's no. obviously weird, because, like, I've been so used to being self-employed, and I used to have to, like, think of all these ways that I could do it like bank statement loans i'm like i don't want to do that shit i just want to walk in there and be like hi here's my w-2 give me an fha bye yeah you know like no and they would and they wouldn't come to me mm -hmm, and no. be like is your business solid no. enough to keep paying they Steven? literally just look at my income no that's it no i was actually like complaining that to like bike i was like what's fucked is like our employees not that you shouldn't be able to because we all should be able to but like would be more likely to get house than us right now yeah. And like we've been in the trenches with this fucking business for mm -hmm. so long. Yeah, it's fucked. It they doesn't even look at like I get it if you weren't paying yourself, like if you were just owner drawing. Owner, but like the owner draw even even that, sorry. Yeah, no, like it wouldn't it would make sense then. I'd but still you're not. Like that's why you get an S Corp so you can 
pay yourself. So you can do this kind of shit. I know. So I don't, it's like, I would be, I mean, I would be calling the lender and be like, hi, why are you even looking at my business? Thank you. Like, I pay, oh, here's my fucking paycheck. You think that Mike has <laughs> he already? Has, he has. I love that. Well, he's just like, why? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. We've been paying payroll taxes for years on ourselves, yeah. knowing full well that we need to be on payroll mm-hmm. to qualify for this home. But honestly, I think that's the only reason why we qualified for a second home at a higher rate, too, is because we do have that shit in order. Mm-hmm. But it's like, they're still going to get into your business if you have a business connected to your name. There's no way to separate it. Yeah. I mean, I need to, like, call Donald Donald Trump up on the phone and be like, how do I separate it so that, like, I can file bankruptcy in this business, but then I can just, like, go over here and buy a fucking mansion. (laughs) I just want a tiny 1,100-square-foot fucking beach house, people. (laughs) Oh, my God. What if you, like... On paper, it looks like you're paying me as much as you guys take home. I buy the house for you. <laughs> and then I just put it into your name and we switch back the payroll. I mean, I honestly, mean, that's like, not probably the worst work. idea. <laughs> it's a little too late. No, honestly. And it'd be 3.5% down. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's always a... Fucking hell. We jerry-rig this shit. I mean... <laughs> I, that's how you have to do mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm sorry if you play by the rules. Like, these are the rules. These are the rules that corporations are finding their loopholes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why? Why wouldn't that be okay? Yeah, because if you had you cash, you would just, they wouldn't even give two fucks Mm-mm. what you do, where you got your money from. They do source your cash. Oh, they do source it. So you have to see season it and let it sit in the account I mean as long as you season it for six months they don't care where it's from no if it's in your account for six months they're like thank you and you know what is another thing that I thought was crazy is that with all these closing costs that are like whatever they say your down payment is just assume you need double that um because that's exactly what's happening to us so now we're like calling our parents up we're like hey guys we need a loan like we're good for it. Remember how we're like your your good kid that pays you back? Mm-hmm. Like and they're fine. They're going to give us the loan or I guess it's not even a loan though. You can't like you can't it's get a, a loan. It's a gift. Yeah. So you and then if you like I could fuck myself by saying loan in front of anybody. So like we can't you cannot say that. You have to say gift and then they're going to gift you money. And then now all of a sudden you can buy a home that maybe you couldn't have had before. So, like, if you are literally a rich kid, like, you're hooked up. You can buy a house. They don't care about that. They care about the large deposit that you had in your bank account the other Mm -hmm. day, though. It's like, what is the difference? Literally what? Yeah, and then with bank statement loans, they don't even care. As long as it says deposit and it's a certain amount, okay. Yeah. So it's like, I don't get it. I bet you have a crazy interest rate at that point. Oh, it's, point, yeah. Though. And you have to put more money down. You have to put, like, 20% down. That makes sense. What do you need to do with it? Oh. Is this okay? Okay. I heard something fall out there, and I was like, oh, shit. Because I saw Vike outside, so I thought Cash was alone. Oh. But he's back in. But, yeah, that is the conspiracy of the fucking day that I can't, like, 
I just can't shake it. Like, the fact that we're being so gaslit by our fucking government saying that they're going to raise the interest rates for the good of the American people <laughs> when really it's just going to make the middle class pay. Well, more. yeah, and that's like Biden the other day saying that Americans feel they've never been more financially stable than <gasps> right now. I said, "Are you, did you not see the speech? I don't he literally. Watch, I know, but I've like I posted a meme presidents. that was like it. It was a caption that said like, "Yeah, he said that Americans have never felt more financially stable than right now." And I said, "Are you fucking smoking something, dude? <laughs> like, I know that like no, he's, he's out there, but like they wrote that for him. He's reading a teleprompter. He is, but like, who the fuck wrote that and said that?" Who, it's the people it's behind the, the, the propaganda the machine. Mm-hmm. Because they want they want everyone to feel like the the social programs and like restrictions they're putting on things like the interest rate. And all of that is helping us, not yeah, hurting us. They want us. us to think that the economy is doing great. Well, I'm paying five to six dollars for gas now per gallon and my food is way up okay like i don't care what people think about trump but our economy was the best it has ever been when he was in office ever literally i mean you can say that about past presidents too because like our economy was like kicking when clinton was in yeah i mean yeah it's like it i feel like it ebbs and flows no matter what Mm -hmm. and that's we're just in a super like we're in, a, we're in a super ebb that was perpetuated and created. It didn't just ebb and flow into this trash that we're in right now. I don't think that it ever does. I think it's all, it's all created. It is. Mm-hmm. This is like and it's, hammer time. It's a Yeah, it's a way to... Like, it's crazy that he said that people feel more financially like, stable now. I'm like, who are you talking to? Fucking selling Sunset Girls? I mean, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> People that own lots of homes. People that have money and are financially fine. Yeah, they they like they survey like Beverly Hills. Mm. They're like, yeah, this is the American people. But even <laughs> like, in Beverly Hills, it's so rich and so poor. Like there's both, yeah. and it's like I don't know, I don't know, it's whatever. I just I think that. The whole thing is just made to get private property out of the hands of American people. Yeah, they want it all in their the government and corporations' it's a hands. Property it's grab. It's all part of the New World Order and the Agenda 2030. Like, if you go read it, it says, like, literally says, we will own nothing and we will be happy about it. And that's what's happening. Yeah. Even if you, you as a listener, like, don't believe in that or maybe that's too dark. It's still, um, it's still capitalism. It's still an empire. It's how mm-hmm. Rome, Rome fucking fell. Like it's still trending in that same direction. It is. So yeah. if you want to look at how history repeats itself, it does. It really does. Um, I saw just to take us off that subject. <laughs> I saw a funny TikTok of this chick who was like, she was like. Whenever I see somebody vaping their fucking faces off, I just think of, like, remember how we used to smoke cigarettes? And, like, it took so much to get people off of cigarettes. And she was like, and those same people that would never smoke cigarettes are now fucking vaping their fucking faces mm-hmm. off in their inside of their homes, in their cars. 
And then, you know, and then uh, medical research started coming out saying, like, this, like, makes you very sick. It's worse. Well, the cigarettes. That was what finally, like, and then people still didn't stop smoking. So Mm -hmm. they had campaigns and blah, 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 and, like, all this stuff to try to get people off of cigarettes. And now they're vaping. And she said that recently her 19-year-old friend had a stroke. And they were like... Stroke. A fucking stroke. And they were at um, the hospital, and the doctors were like, do you vape? And he was like, yeah, like all the time. And they were like, yep, this is the trending research that we're seeing. And they said that um, people that vape are 75% more likely to have a stroke than just a normal person. Damn, and I feel like it takes longer for cigarettes to do that. So that shows mm-hmm. the power of, like, those chemicals in there. Yeah, because at least tobacco kids. is, like, somewhat natural. You know, the whole cigarette's not natural, but the... Before the additives, it would be really hard to smoke as much as people were once yeah, the chemicals got in Yeah, because it's as hell. Yeah, have well, you ever had one of those just, like, rolled ones? Yeah, I have. Ugh. And I used to smoke American Spirits. Oh my god, me Andrew did too, so I would too sometimes. <laughs> they're they're so, strong. They're so hard to smoke they though. Are. They take like 30 minutes they're to gross. smoke one. I used to smoke half of it when I was a server, and then I'd leave it out there. Because <laughs> I was so broke. And I thought they were expensive because they were like $5 instead of 2 and a half, And now they're probably like $15. Ew, cigarettes smell so bad when you like smoke half of it and then you leave it Ugh, when you oh, come back they smell so bad. so bad I'd smoke it anyway <laughs> me too I mean I've done it before <laughs> I've literally gotten them wet and been like I don't give a fuck like yeah. I'm smoking this I'm like serving people food with my nasty like second smoked cigarette mm-hmm. hands and they're just like thanks for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like honestly I don't I don't know if I ever had servers back then that didn't reek of cigarettes. I think all servers reek of cigarettes. It's like the thing. The only break that you have. Mm -hmm. Like I would go out there even when I was not smoking, and I would have breaks with my friends who were smoking. So I just smelled Mm -hmm. like smoke anyway. Exactly. I just didn't have it in my hand. Mm -hmm. But that's how I started smoking. So actually, it might have been hair school got me into smoking when I was drinking at least which is crazy I was drinking at hair school but I was oh I I didn't drink before hair school but like definitely after I think the I first drank time... during hair school oh damn I would smoke weed during hair school oh that's fine though yeah <laughs> we would go for lunch and then come back and all yeah. be fucking stoned as hell I did client, to do new hair to do hair on like Humans. Humans when we're like (laughs) brand fucking new. Keep that in mind when you go to hair schools to get your hair done. (laughs) For reals though, no, I I went to day school, so like full time day school, and then I switched to night school, and that's when I started drinking at school because we wouldn't have clients, so we'd be Mm -hmm. like goofing off in the back, like braiding mannequins' hair and shit, and um, we would just go have our dinner break and go get big gulps and just fill them up with fucking liquor. I think the first time I smoked a cigarette, I was like 16. Well, no, I mean, I was definitely younger. I smoked one of my dad's when I was like 12. But then when I was 16, my friend, she would pick me up for school every day and she smoked cigarettes. So then I started smoking with her on the way to school. (laughs) And then I got addicted. And it was, I got addicted to those cools. Oh, those are, see, menthols are so more addictive. Yeah. Because, like, now I would 
not smoke anything. No, I don't like anything. menthols now. Like, okay. if I were to smoke one now, it would be um, a marble red or a marble black. Ew. Like, I just like those really, like... They just, like, stick strong, to Strong, like, man cigarettes. Stick to your hair. Yeah. My ex-boyfriend used to smoke marble reds and weed, and he had long dreads, and he just reeked of smoke all the time and i was like can't you just like smoke camel crushes or some shit and he was like fuck you no nah he would still reek he oh he would like man it got stuck in his hair and he had a beard but i kind of want one right now (laughs) (laughs) it's been a while but i'm like "Mm, all the cigarette talk i'm like i want one i never want to smoke unless i've been drinking Mm -hmm. that's the only time i do now but yeah or if I have, like, a really, so like, much. sad, depressive moment, I'll literally go buy a pack and smoke the whole thing in one night and <laughs> just cry and walk around with it. And then I'm like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> I've definitely done that. Amazing. I've definitely had a good night where I'm just smoking and drinking with my friends mm. and I will smoke a whole pack. That's fine. This is why I'm, like, not drinking anymore, though. I can't, I can't control myself. Like, I will try but i always give in i'm like Ugh, i know you always have the night. best intentions before you start getting drunk and then once you're drunk it's like whatever like let's go out to eat i'll just spend all this money even though i don't like spending you know that's how i am yeah. like i'll that's my fault when i get drunk i'll just spend money and then i wake up and i'm like you're like why Fuck, i'm an idiot my thing is is like i'll spend money the next day too because that's when i just want junk food yeah same I like i just lay it. around i'm like okay uber eats yeah. I'm not moving. I was thinking on the way over here that, like, I really need to move to Florida because I need food to be less accessible to me. <laughs> and, like, if I had been, like, I have to work for my food. Like, if I had been living in a place where I didn't have Uber Eats from, like, 400 different restaurants available to me at any time, I would probably be so fit right now or at least just, like, skinny. I feel like, yeah. That is my biggest weakness is just, like, deliver me food. But, like, if I actually had to go drive somewhere, like, kind of far and go get something, like, I think from where we are wanting to end up in Florida, there's a Chipotle probably, like, 20 minutes down the beach. Yeah, Florida's very spread out, especially if you're on the beach or close to the beach. There's there's nothing out there. It's all just, like, restaurants by the beach. Yeah, and they're all seafood restaurants yeah. like they're all the same <laughs> they which are. is fine but i was happy to see that there is indian food there as so. long as i'm near a Publix, i don't care Publix yeah. is my baby i worked there when i was 14 like i, I love just that. love Publix. we're right next to a Publix and six minutes from a sprouts nice so i can handle that um yeah but as far as like all the other stuff, like, there's no, like, Frederico's. No, it's not Beto. like that. There. It just depends. It. Like, the closer you get into the city, obviously, there's going to be more shit. But, like, yeah. it's still spread out. Like, I had to drive everywhere when I lived there to go to the grocery store. I couldn't just walk like I do now. I literally, like, walk. You've done it. Like, nothing. Well, it's kind of like that in Arizona, if unless you're in downtown. But... So I'm, I'm cool with that, but yeah, it's... I mean, I walked to Safeway from your house every day. You did? It's not that far. It's literally like right down Rain Tree. Ugh, it was I too hot. I loved that walk. 
I hate being back in Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) Just come rent our third bedroom. Uh, I'd have two cats, though. I wouldn't want to just leave them locked in my room if I went to go live there, you know? Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable letting them out, though, because, like, what if we're all at work and something does happen? Like, yeah, you'd have to put them away. Yeah, and I don't want to do all that. They would be so pissed. If they had to sit in my room all day. Yeah. I've done that to a cat before. They freak out. They hate it. They, they're they like, oh, I used to have a free life and now, I am now I'm trapped. Now I'm away with my litter box and I food will in the sh- same room. Yeah, like, I'll shit on your bed. Like literally she peed on my bed. Oh, Senor would probably be fine, but Mr. would be pissed. Just get rid of Mr. I'm just kidding. <laughs> my oldest cat. No, I mean, if I did, I've thought about it. Like, I'm like, hmm, when I move to Florida, like, I'm going to have to drive through Texas, and I'm pretty sure that's where my ex is living. Should I just, like, drop Mr. off? Be like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then give Senor to my parents and just be done with animals. I mean. They would take him. Good for a little while, and then you could just. And be like, hi, can you guys watch him for a few months and then just never come back again? (laughs) I did that to my dad with the cat. Oh, I would totally do that. But you could buy a home and then, like, go pick him up. And then, what? Mr.'s cool, or not Mr., but Senior is, like, easy. They're both cool and easy, but it's just, like, I'm tired. Okay, I'm sorry. Mr. is not easy. You have to leave here at exactly 4 o'clock or else he's going to puke on your bed. That's he's such fucked a dick. up. He's controlling. He hasn't been puking at all. He didn't puke at all while I was gone. At your house. He's such a dick. I wonder what, if he's just getting stressed by something. He's stressed He's not, he's stressed because he wants to be fed when he wants to be fed. And if I'm not there at that exact moment, he'll just stress eat and then throw it all up. I know, but it's like. It's almost like he's like a vacuum mouth that just like doesn't if you chew anything. If you don't come home though, and you were, you were house sitting for me, he didn't do that. Well, he so didn't because like, I've said like he knew that I wasn't coming home. Like yeah. he saw my suitcase and everything. Like he knows when I'm not coming back. Like. Little fucker. Because even when I like came back to check on them, I didn't bring my suitcase home, so he knew like okay, he's he's just checking on us probably, you know. So like he didn't throw up. Yeah, like I said, you just need to pack up (laughs) the suitcase. I'm not fucking doing that every day. Like every time you come to work, (laughs) bring my suitcase down the stairs every single day and back up. Just leave it right outside of your door with nothing in it. And then people won't take it. I don't know. It's one of those nice... Um, the nice suitcase? It's one of those ones. Like, what's it called? Those, like, ones that they had ads for for a while. And, like, it has, like, that lock on it. And, like... Oh, no. Like, you can't risk it. No. it's Oh, get and it. a way bag. It's so cute. Oh, nice. I got it when I was in New York. And I, like, needed it. It's Let's a get pink. a shitty bag. Yeah. Yeah, you're a pink one. I've seen it. It's cute. Well, should we, um... Should we get to work? Sure. <laughs> get to other work? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening if you listen. <laughs> <laughs> they listen. Trust me. <laughs> Bye.